Hello and welcome to another episode of West Underground. Today we're here with Forge the Sun and uh, they are on the other side of the planet, literally in Detroit, Michigan. And uh, over here in Australia, it is early morning. So I'm here with a coffee and uh, not long out of bed. And uh, dudes, it's a pleasure to have you on. And uh, how are you guys? I'm good. Yeah, thanks for having us. I'm doing well. Mm -hmm. uh, great to be here. Oh, oh, who, are we, who are we joined by? What, what do you guys do in the band? Uh, I'm the bassist, and Tristan is the guitar. So, cool. all right, that's Barrett, the bass player. Yep, I'm Tristan. <laughs> Sorry. So, oh, I, oh, um... that's cool, dude. And uh, and like, how long have you guys been playing together for? Um, let's see. I think since well, like 2019. Is that right, there? 2019. Yeah, yeah. Because I started, I started bass. Yeah, like 2019. You started yep. playing bass in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got a um, background with cello. I played cello since fifth grade. And then I'm in, getting such skill of rock vibes from you, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And then I switched. I said, I want to learn. I, I tried guitar for a little while and I switched to bass. I like it a lot more. Oh man! Like, do you do you ever do you ever think about just busting out the cello in 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 the band? Like, just taking it yeah. out. To... <laughs> Sometimes we do uh, covers. Uh, we do cover gigs, and I'll we'll do acoustic, and I'll play cello for some songs. I'll come out on cello. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, yeah. That can't be fun to carry around, though. Nah, <laughs> it's you know what? Actually, it's lighter. Even though it's way bigger, it's actually lighter than my bass. Nice, nice, and like yeah. you know. Like, I feel like if you're going to play an instrument before bass, like cello is probably the way to go, you know, yeah, or double bass. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I, so like growing up, did you go to like a musical school? How, how did you get into playing the cello? No, um, I'm very lucky. Uh, it's only like 2% of schools, I think, in America that have orchestras. And uh, I go to one or I went to one. Um, so I was able to play cello starting in fifth grade and just work it up from there. Jeez. You, you guys are so lucky. Like 2% of schools in America have orchestras. Over here, it's 100% and not all of them are good. <laughs> so some of them are dead <laughs> awful. Man. You're listening to... <laughs> yeah, we're going to get so many Australian cello players giving us a hard time about that. But it's true. Improve yourselves <laughs> before you criticize us. Come on, guys. Before you criticize us so how how did you obviously I'm, I'm guessing there's a little bit of a an age difference barrett between you and tristan how, how did you guys come to be a band then um well my mom was family friends with tristan's mom since like way back so kind of grew up as almost cousins kind of thing mm. yeah um yeah do you, do you yeah. agree with that, Tristan? Are you okay with cousins I, there? Or? I, yeah, I yeah. concur. It was like, uh, yeah, his dad's like an uncle to me. And um, yeah, we just, uh, I, yeah, grew up like basically like family. Um, and yeah, there's the age gap. And it was one of the things when I asked, like when I was thinking about, uh, you know, who would we get to play bass? Mm. Um, I remember like, okay, let's see, you know, I had a list of bass players. Uh, I went to... I studied music at Wayne State, so I had some in mind, um, but a lot of them were like, I don't know, they were just, bass players are hard to come by, right? So a lot of them are kind of occupied with other groups or mm. other gigs or whatever. Um, 
And so I was like, okay, you know, who would I, we had some auditions for some bass players. And I was like, wait, like, I was like, dude, like Barrett's like, he's really musically talented. So mm. Just get him on bass. He's like, he's a killer cello player. And I remember teaching Barrett uh, guitar once and he got it super fast. Um, so, and that's, I think Barrett, isn't that like when you start playing bass? I was like, you want to be in a rock band? And you were like, yeah, sure. Sounds good. And he picked it up really fast. And I was just like, this is awesome. Cause I'm writing a lot of music and like, I can just give him something and he can play it. Right. Um, I believe so. this is the only acceptable kind of grooming in the world as well. All right. You're a wookie boy. Yeah. At least you are Tristan. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. Cause so Tristan, you kind of like, you know, when, when Barrett was younger, he was probably like coming around to the house or wherever. And you'd be, the families would be, you know, hanging out together and you'd be like, Oh, this kid's annoying. But man, he can play a cello. And then yeah, you're like, we'll just wait and see what happens there. Actually, it was the opposite. I remember I was driving once and let's see if when I was, let's see what I, I was like 17 or 18. Barrett, how old would you have been? Ooh, see, how, see, I'm 26. You're 18 or yeah, you're 18, right? 11 or something, maybe 10, 11. Dude, you were like 11, 10, 11, whatever. And I was like, playing some slayer and you were like is this raining blood by slayer yeah i remember that yeah like i'm like, I'm like, it's cool. <laughs> I'm like sweet so it's actually the opposite i was like oh it's, it's a rad little dude so. Oh man, I'm I'm glad that's the case because I had this idea in my head of like you going over there and and for years he's just he's just the one playing like the you know the Mozart and stuff in the corner on the cello uh, <laughs> as you having dinner or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did that too, but uh, you know. Both, right? Slayer and Mozart. I you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Barry played a lot of, a lot of classical music, right? But yeah, I tried. I, when I was growing up, I had a very, music, so. very wide classical. range of uh, music to listening to when I was younger. I had orchestra, and then I had, on the way to baseball practice when I was younger, my dad would blast Nirvana full volume on the way. Nice. To oh, nice. cool. Nice. Cool. That's a real education. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you got like you guys are based in Detroit Rock City. So that must be that must be pretty awesome to, you know, to to be to be born born in Detroit and you know start a, start your musical journey in in you know a city with a bunch of history and a, and you know legacy and and you know quite a quite a vibrant music scene. What's it been like for you guys so far? Like what is the scene like? Walk us through what what music uh the music world looks like in Detroit. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Um, cause Detroit's got a lot of, uh, a lot of history, just, you know, Motown, um, jet, you know, jazz scenes, insane. Um, mm. Cliff Bell's great jazz venue. Um, a lot of great artists have come out of here and, uh, gone there and, um, see, and then, yeah, you've got all the rock music that came out of the late sixties, um, which I'm a huge fan of. Uh, but it's, it's still like, I mean, there's still a lot of different, it's still like, that. there's still a lot of different sounds, you know, you kind of go, um, if you go like to the diesel concert lounge, which is, uh, like a little up North from Detroit, um, there's a lot, like, there's like thrash, you know, you can catch thrash bands and you can, mm. you know, kind of like, again, I mentioned kind of that like early two thousands kind of sound that seems to be popular. I don't really know, like that's the technical term, but like that sound um you'll get you know uh you know progressive rock bands 
Uh, like the Token Lounge, they just had a progressive rock night last night. Um, I think the band's called Imminent Sound of Destruction. So they're they're cool. They're from Detroit. Yeah, that's then, a mouthful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. Um, uh, but then, like, if you go to uh, thinking like more downriver, the punk scene, like the hardcore punk scene's pretty vibrant. Um, they've got this band called Knuckle Dragger, and it's just like heavy. I think, I think I've heard of them actually. <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard of them. They're brutal, yeah. dude. They're just—it's just like uh, it's like caveman hardcore punk. Like it's just <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, like again, like the uh, the blues scene's pretty pretty vibrant too it seems like every like kaju cafe or uh, cabbage patch saloon you'll go there there's always like a blues band playing so yeah it's just very um very eclectic and i like i i love that because i uh i'm a lover of all like basically all different styles of music i just can't um can't just listen to one right listen to maybe like unless i get locked into an album i'll get really fixated maybe on an album but like mm. you know half hour one genre and then boom i'm somewhere else you know so blues rock jazz whatever so it's uh yeah it's cool it's very different yeah man like because when anybody says detroit there's like you know all of a sudden like iggy pop comes to mind alice cooper comes to mind i can see a kiss poster over your shoulder like the kiss track comes to mind kid rock yeah, comes yeah, to yeah, mind yeah. eminem comes to mind the white stripes come. <laughs> you know there's just i got some let's see what about have you heard of rare earth no, I haven't. Dude, they're I'm a sick at... band. They're they're uh they have that song. I just want to celebrate that. Oh that's yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. They're hype. They're great. I they're just a want Motown to band. celebrate. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a hype track. That one, the Rockets, they're sick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're. You're right. It's the uh, yeah. There's a lot of great bands that come to mind. Do you, do you um, feel pressure? Uh because well, because like, I'm I'm from Liverpool, right? Oh, and, yeah. and then every band you're in growing up is like, oh, so you guys think you're going to be the next Beatles, eh? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, I don't think there's, pre- it more feels like, uh, it doesn't really feel like a pressure. It feels more like, I don't know. It kind of feels like you're, like, I feel like I'm part of like the, music scene heritage and like a nice mm. you know you know what i mean like i feel like i'm like oh okay cool i'm like carrying the torch you know i'm like yeah i'm picking that's it really, up that's um, a really good way of looking at it man i, w- I wish i could have done the same because <laughs> it, it's like you're doing a service to the ones you went before you know what i mean i like that yeah really nice way of looking at it thanks yeah I'll, I'll remember that next time i have an anxiety attack <laughs> <laughs> sweet so like when you when you guys started playing and stuff, is there any is there any like laws, you know, for 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 you, like uh, Barrett, like with with playing in certain venues? Like now, guys, are you allowed to play like all venues, or are you restricted? We, that's a great question. We've had tons of uh, trouble, especially because I joined the band when I was sixteen. So there's yeah. a lot of places we just like couldn't play at, or even now sometimes I still can't play. Like we've had gigs that the day of we'll get there and then some lady will say or some bartender will say hey you can't play here or we'll have yeah. to cancel you, you just yeah. need to do the mclovin thing like get a fake id and grow a mustache <laughs> you need to be mclovin yeah. in your band get the vest yeah <laughs> what what's the yeah, drinking that's... age 21 is it yeah yeah, yeah. man that that's is ridiculous. the worst 
I mean, I'm saying that. And I'm, I'm from a country. I'm from a country where you binge drinking from 14 on a field yeah. with a bottle of vodka. <laughs> but like, it's that must be that must be a pain in the ass. That it's oh. bad enough being 17 at home and everyone's out. You know what I mean? Right. That's crazy. That Barry. Just think of how much you're going to enjoy it when you turn 21. <laughs> Put it this way. Hamish is 22 and we're having a year off the booze. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like we. Three uh, more years and then you'll have a year off. That's how good it'll right. be for you. It's so you know, exciting. So exciting. In, 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 in Australia, you, you know, if you're not drinking, it's like, if you're not drinking at 16, people are worried about you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, oh. they, they put a little cross next to your picture. You say, "Watch that kid." Watch yeah, that what, kid. what what's going on with that kid? He's weird, isn't it? You know. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 venue thing's a funny one, isn't it? Being like, "Oh, well, you, you can't play. Well, you just, I just won't drink." You know, X me right. hands out if you want. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like, just just like it's it's ridiculous to think that you can't do that. I'm sure you could go on like American Idol or The Voice or something like that yeah. before then and play an arena. So why can't right. you play a, this little a, bar, right? A, a, a a war. You, you know what I like, you know, in a lot of, in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm, I'm really envious of America because you guys seem, you guys have, you know, complete freedom to really do what you want. Like you guys, if you, you, you can, you can, you can gamble, you can, you can, you can own firearms, you can do, you can now go into certain States and, you know, you know, smoke pot and smoke but, a little bit of weed. That you can't drink until you're 21. I think, I think, guys, come on. That you can literally go to war, can't you? You can go to yeah, war. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's so <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Honestly, man, right? And I, I love yeah. America, right? Yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not uh... trying to get myself shot. I love America, but you just need to have a good hard look at that. Yeah, yeah go no. to Afghanistan. Just don't drink any whiskey. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Yeah, it's backwards, man. Yeah, it's uh, doesn't make sense. That's it. Must that's keep bands together a little bit longer though, because <laughs> oh, I find yeah. e- egos are often uh, pushed a little bit further by the old Jack Daniels. Mm. Oh yeah, Liquid Courage. People say things that they would never say. Yeah, right? it's my band, man. It's my band. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, John Daniels will do that to a human being. It will. <laughs> yeah, totally. So no, I think I think to be honest, like Barry, it must be you must be like chomping at the bit. I'm, I'm gonna get off the alcohol conversation here. We're having a, <laughs> we're, having a we're having a prohibition section mm-hmm. now. All right, stay out of it, um, Barry. You must you must, that must be really frustrating for you, and especially for you, Tristan, as well. Like if an amazing gig comes up and then you can't do it, but obviously, you know you you couldn't yeah. say to Barry, oh well. We'll get someone else in for this because he's there writing the songs with you, recording the music with you, practicing. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, actually, you can't do it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Not your fault, yeah, it, mate. I'm on your side. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'll there get you the fake ID. If there's yeah. a will, there's a way. Come on. Yeah. There, I mean, there have been times too where we're like, we're literally, we'll literally just have him like leave the venue and just come for the set. And that venue was like, nope, he can't be like in here at all. Meanwhile, like there were people doing cocaine in the bathroom and it was like, dude, really? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. like, this whole thing's just like, 
I don't know. It's like a scene from Spinal Tap or something. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. I don't know. So, um, yeah, but there's a lot of venues that have been cool about it, too. The X thing is just, it's simple. Yeah, just X their hands and no big deal. There's been some really cool venues that don't, really don't give a crap. You know, they're, they're fine with it. So, um, but yeah, getting a fill-in is like, that's a bummer because, Barrett, I know you get, when you're creating art, you get attached to it or when you're yeah. playing it enough and then having someone else fill in. Um, yeah doesn't feel the same so you guys under, uh, oh, you know, is it hard to get like is it hard to obtain you know fake identification over there hamish we are so not gonna get monetized no. for this episode oh man I, 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 I'm, I'm just it's saying. like you're, it's like you're looking youtube easy. in the eye and saying that's what that's what's like. Yeah. Well, I, I I just I'm just I'm just genuinely curious. And I think I think there'd be people that are you know are going, yeah, guys, like, you know, what is there is there a work around <laughs> this? You know, come on. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm um, I have friends that have them. Um, oh yeah. But I, I don't know. I feel like it's if I were to get one, I, I feel like they might enforce it more on me and like because whenever you go to a bar with a fake ID, they always know it's fake, but they just don't care and they'll let you in anyways, right? So, I mean, but if I'm playing there, they might be like, oh, he's not 21, this is fake. And then they might like get more mad at me as opposed to someone who's like buying drinks, paying to be there. Can you grow facial hair? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> All right, I would let that grow out and uh, and, and, and do that. And I think you're, you're sorted here. Sorry, YouTube. Okay. Or he walks in with a fake mustache on. <laughs> yeah yeah of course it's me of course it's me just I'll make sure it's one of those bushy ones you don't want one of those little uh little ones i'll tell you a story yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I i knew this guy when i was in school and he got a fake id but he forgot to change his date of birth on it <laughs> oh. <laughs> so he, he just had another id the same age that he was well he's got an extra oh. one i got yeah, absolute moron. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. But he could drink when he was eighteen, so you know, Barrett, something to look forward to. Something to look forward yeah. to. What um, yeah. what, what would you say your big influences are as a band? Because like, you, there's always that conversation when you get together with other musicians, and you're like, look, I kind of want to sound like this, and then a little bit of that in there, and everyone, you know what I mean? I, I've yeah. seen plenty of those and been part of those. You know, join this band conversation if you like. Yeah, X. You know uh, these Bear, bands. Bear, you want to answer that one for for you? Because everyone's different. It's actually pretty dramatic, like differences among among the group right now in terms of yeah influences. Um, so yeah, what about you, Bear? I would just say um, with how many different like pieces there are to each song, it's a lot kind of like uh, like yes, I, I think a lot like yes or something like Rush. Um, but also for my bass playing, I kind of um i like more uh being like harmonies and uh mm. playing more like a rhythm guitar that's on bass um i really enjoy playing uh notes like that instead of just being like a droning yeah um yeah, which is a lot like a justin chamberlain uh tool but he definitely plays a lot more like a rhythm guitar player um than a bassist does um so i really like stuff like that personally when i'm playing nice man like i mean i mean that that 
that takes a lot, a lot of time and a lot of skill and a lot of, uh, a lot of practice to obviously like refine that, that way of playing. And I mean, it, it, it's certainly just a, a lot more tasteful thing, I suppose, than, than just droning on a bass. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and then, you know, um, but, but like for you, for you guys as well, like, you know, have you played like, have you played like your whole, you know, your little, little circuit so far? Like, where do you go after, you know, you like what, I, what the, I think the question I'm trying to get at here is like, what is the, uh, uh, what's the circuit like over there? Like once you play the bars in Detroit and kind of build a little fan base, like where, where do you, where do you go next? Um, I would say, yeah, we're, we're getting pretty close to, um, pretty much you know playing everywhere in detroit i mean we've played a lot of places in, in the detroit metro detroit area um and that's uh something that's come up with the band we've talked about because when you look at michigan it's a mitten yeah. so like we're like over here playing a lot hustling uh we've played like one gig in port austin which is at yeah. the tip of the thumb but <laughs> this summer our goal is to uh work our way up and go to grand rapids and oh, nice. start expanding and breaking out the breaking out of the the detroit bubble so that's that's one of our goals and it, we have a tour it's not officially like mapped out and planned but we're planning on touring either the midwest or it's going to be an out-of-state tour like over the summer um so it's uh it's you know that's how you grow as a band you get other people from other states to hear your music and see you live that's the big one you know it's like okay their music's good but you know, how are they live you know yeah, um, so. you know, you know what as well, man. I think I think a big part of it, like especially when you're in a big city and there's so many bands, is like you kind of can get lost in the shuffle a little bit, and it's a mm -hmm. uh, it's a popularity thing sometimes with the other bands and venues and whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So you could be a brilliant band, but you just need to get out of the circuit you're playing in. Because then when you go there, it's fresh for them. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. they're not constantly getting, you know, a certain type of music. Because I, I can imagine in the Midwest, influences are a lot different and bands sound a lot different. So, like, for you guys to get out of the States, I think I think that would be a really good thing for you, man. There's one thing I noticed, <clears throat> and Hamish often laughs at this is that i don't write very happy songs right and oh, yeah. i noticed that with you guys and i was like it's the bloody weather i tell you it's the weather yeah. it's, <laughs> be the weather. it's uh it's like yeah. i can hear this there's kind of like a dark ominous feel to the music with a little bit of light and a little bit of hope in it but yeah. it it's uh it's really, really good, man. You, you should be, you should be proud of it. It's like, I think once that's exposed to a bigger audience, I don't think you'll have any trouble at all. To be honest, thank you, appreciate thank it. You. I think I'm glad you dig it. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, think, I, uh, I don't have to say that either. By the way, like, oh, I, yeah, I don't no, have I, to I say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Thanks. Um, yeah, I think uh, you know uh, that that's for us to playing for seeing new faces too. Cause then, mm. yeah, once you start building a fan base, it's awesome. You appreciate, appreciate all your fans to come out and support you, but there's, you know, there's something exciting about just doing something different too, for, um, you, you know, you're talking about like 
introducing people in other states who maybe have never heard you and they go wow that band from Detroit but like for for me as a performer and writer and uh, musician it's exciting just like just changing things up you know even if it's very minute whether it's playing somewhere else or playing in a different setting um doing something different uh, and being heard in a different way uh one example like we did a Allie the singer in the band her and I did this Nashville style uh gig where we were open up we were opening up for john karabi he mm. played with motley crew for an album and it was nashville style and i was like you know what i'm already in just because like that sounds really different the way it works is there's three bands on the stage it's like all acoustic each band plays one song in a row right so it's like band a band b band c and then it starts over i was like oh that's that's hip you know um or just playing a different venue you know going out of state stuff like that um it's exciting and uh look forward to doing different stuff um with the music especially when the album drops too i think that's going to be pretty big because our ep is like i think of it as like a basement ep it was literally recorded in a basement, in the basement. Were recorded <laughs> on the first floor, but it was like literally recorded in a basement and um it, you know I, I like the way it came out it was you know it was, it was good it was good like ep demo ish kind of thing yeah um but i think when the when the album drops because there's so much blood sweat and tears going into it and it's almost done. We just have vocals left. Um, I think that's going to open up a lot of doors. And, uh, you know, I, I'm happy that people dig it. I'm happy you, you like our music. Um, I'm just really proud that, you know, of the music that we've written. I, I really like it. And it's, it's a piece mm -hmm. of art I'm really happy with. So that's but, the main uh, thing, man. If, if, if you like it, then, then that's, that's, that's all that, that's all that matters. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think you yeah. should only be thinking about that when you're, when you make music. I think if you start to think about, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't I don't know. know. other people are going to like this. Yeah. Right? yeah, that's, yeah you're, that's, that's where you, that's where you shoot yourself in the foot. The mm -hmm. brand, man. What about the brand? And I'm the like, brand. The, the brand. Thing, the thing is like, and I've said this to a couple of people and I know this from my own experience, like, if you're writing it for you in five years, 10 years, if the band doesn't work out right, you'll be able to go back and listen to those songs that were a mm -hmm. moment in time where you wrote that for you. And I guess it's better than like, I've heard so many great bands, artists be like, oh, I hate that song. And they talk mm -hmm. about that. And I'm like, uh, did it buy a private jet? Yeah, but I hate it. Well, don't write it then. <laughs> if you want to fucking be carting your gear around in a small car, you do you. But I think yeah. I think it's very important to to write for yourself like that, man. And it's it's you know like it's an exciting process, especially Tristan. If you're writing the music or whatever, and then. Yeah. To hear that idea that's in your mind and then to get it, you know, with the band, Barrett brings this thing. Ali, your singer, is is absolutely awesome yeah. as well. Like, oh, really, yeah. really good. And, it, you know, it's like, it's it's a different kind of way of doing the music as well. Like, to, I, I, to be honest, for me, right, so a lot of my favourite bands, my phone's not on silence here. Hamish, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not professional. Um. Uh, like a lot of a lot of my favorite bands in the UK are bands that have got you know a female fronted bands, and I think that yeah. dynamic in itself adds a whole <laughs> new thing. The, yeah. You know the the age old I'm a bloke and I front a rock band like it's just yeah. so I I think you you've got the tools there the songs are there man it's like 
it's it's exciting. You should you should be excited, Barry. Not all rounds your first band is ever a really good band. <laughs> this is, this has worked well for you. This has yeah, worked really well for you. You're lucky Tristan's a good groomer. Yeah. Um, and boys, like if you're recording, if you're recording an album in your basement too, like you know, that sounds like you know the the Black Keys kind of story too. So like, yeah, you know, which is cool. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I mean, if you if if you guys if you guys follow that trajectory, I mean, it's not bad. In a couple of years, we come back to you, <laughs> you guys, and you know, <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I mean, what I will like too is like because the studio. <clears throat> the studio albums like we're doing uh i think we're uh directly was it called like direct directly in to like the the recording mm. right like so we're pl directly plugged into the computer um so you get like really clean you know you get to do a bunch of takes and get, get it really tight and stuff but what, what i do like about the ep is it was it was very live like and it has that so it's not only i, I think the album's going to be a, i know the album's gonna be a huge improvement a lot of ways but it doesn't completely abandon what the ep brought Right. So it's like it's they're just different. Like the EP has got this more kind of raw live kind of sound. Mm. It was recorded with cheaper equipment. But like I, I like that, you know, I kind of like that yeah. raw greatness. That's why a lot of those like late 60s, early 70s bands had that sound. And that's for some people, that's the best sound. You know, people think that's the best sound there is. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, because so. you, you don't lose that rawness. Like mm -hmm. one, one thing, and it's a big struggle, and I, I've been through this myself, right? Is You'll have a song and it's great live, right? And yeah. you take it to a producer and you record the song and it loses all of its soul. It loses <laughs> all of its balls. It's just oh yeah. It's just a nice song now. There's no energy in yep. it. And yeah. I feel like when to, to do an EP like what you've done, it's a re, it's a big taste of oh, these I can tell these are gonna be a good live band. Yeah. Yeah. You know, instead of being overproduced or whatever, when when, when are you gonna yeah. release the album? When's that gonna? Have you have you got that in mind? Um. So there's not an official date, but I can give you like numbers of like completion. I mean, or not numbers, but like like I think of the album as being like eighty percent done. There's just mm. vocals left. Um. Just. So, just vocals. <laughs> yeah. Which is like right. It's kind of like oh yeah. It's like yeah. Okay. You know, like, but you know, we don't want it to be an over. Like you'd said, we don't want it to be this overproduced thing. We want to sound, we want it to sound the way we do live. Um, and we want it to, the drums were recorded live and all that. And um, so, you know, that's good. And the drums are sounding killer on it. Um, it, it you know, but in terms of when it's going to be released, we're thinking about doing three singles that are all going to be about three weeks apart mm. to promote the album, to hype it up. And for me, artistically, to show the range of the band. Um, and for anybody that's been following us, I'd like to release a song that was on the EP. And because we're going to, we're taking the songs from the EP, we're redoing them uh, at brighter tempos. So it's going to mm. feel, it just feels better at these faster tempos and they're going to be more refined. Um, so I was thinking maybe like a song from the EP for anyone that's been following us for the last two years, two, three years. Um, and uh, just two others that really contrast it that would make good singles. Um, so we've got like a, we've got a really metal tune on the album. We've got, you know, some good classic rock sounding tunes on there. We've got some, some instrumentals that are really proggy. Um, so we'll do that. We'll, we'll release those three singles, then we'll drop the album. So 
I think our first single, we're trying to drop it in like June. Mm. That's going to be it. So then I think like, okay, like mm, probably like early September, mm. maybe late August, we'll drop the album. So, you know, ballpark <laughs> pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Send us a message when you when you drop the when you drop the album and and um and we'll give it a share around for you, dude. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Send us it before you. you release it as well. Yeah. Anyways, that's the real <laughs> thing to say. You fool. You oh, man, no, like... blame fool, yeah. You blame fool. <laughs> but we know it's gonna be good though, Jack. That's the thing. Yeah, you I know. know. I still want to listen to it. Yeah. It's the, it's the braggy. Th- I like to brag. I can't help it. I can't help it. <laughs> How have you how have you found the old COVID nineteen on uh, on the music scene? Uh, have you had many venues close and? Um, you know it's uh that like was it like twenty twenty one? I mean that was pretty brutal just because mm. like playing out was, it was just hard finding. There it was weird because with COVID, I remember there were like some periods where like oh it's like kind of getting better and then it would spike back up. They yeah, just kind of feel like venues would sometimes open and then they'd start closing again. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it just was very inconsistent. But luckily, what I found was at that time, I did quite a bit of writing for the album that we're recording yeah. now. So, in some ways, it was a blessing in disguise because I had a bunch of time. There wasn't pressure to book gigs because there weren't any gigs to book. So, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I can't beat myself up about not playing gigs. Um, I'm like, all right, uh, you know, I'll just do a bunch of writing. And it was very, very productive in that sense. Mm. Um, now it's, things are pretty much back to, I mean, it, a lot of venues are pretty much back to normal. Uh, in the more urban areas, it's, you know, they're pretty strict about COVID. Um, you know, you got to be like vaccinated and you got to show your ID and all that stuff. And then at other venues, they're just, they don't even care. You just walk in, it's whatever. So now it's kind of a mixed bag yeah man like is so over there is it like the the venue just kind of has their own house policy on on like on all that kind of stuff yeah it's it's all based on the individual places because um i think like legally wise like government wise everything is all open back up so it's really just like if a venue wants to they can still have it closed down or if they want to open up they can open up it's really just up to them yeah Mm, that's cool yeah 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 i've seen venues go from and and i've seen venues change too i've seen venues go from like being super strict about it to yeah not do like like two months ago very strict and now they just don't even they don't card or anything so um yeah it's cool yeah i think you guys you sounds like you guys handled it you know well better than california that's for that's for sure we spoke to a couple bands over there and they the man it sounded really rough Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me. I feel like California would probably be pretty strict on that. Yeah. New yeah. York, New York or California. Yeah, one of those lovely, lovely states. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, like, oh man, it must be, it must be exciting, like just for for you guys, because you've got you've got an album on the way. You know, you've got some plans to go. You know, to go tour. But what are there any other goals for you guys that you've got laid out as well? Like any other. Any other kind of plans or things you want to tick off the bucket list? Uh, Barrett, what are some of your goals, man, for the band? Um, Barrett just wants I a want fake to... ID. That's, <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> yeah. That's the goal number one. Man, if no, I could uh... get me one of those fake IDs, man. 
No, I think um, moving forward, um, I'm pretty excited to be more in on the writing. I, I mm. want to move forward more writing, especially with, um, like I said, the like harmonies and stuff. I really love putting together, like building a stack of sounds that make it super thick. I love that kind of sound. Um, and I've been look, I've been looking into producing as well. I've yeah. gotten a few uh, programs on my computer, and I'm kind of learning the ropes by myself and I want to be able to make new sounds which I'm really excited about that's cool man how do you do like the the the, the whole harmonies thing live like how do you cut that with the band like are you guys gonna have to you know if you guys start doing live shows and stuff in the feud down the road will you guys have to start using multi-tracks and kind of backing backing tracks as well mm, I love the idea of a um like a stack pedal or like a yeah. Uh, yeah, like you were saying, like uh, <clears throat> playing one harmony and then having that repeat over that next thing and I can play whatever I want over top of it. I love the idea of that a lot. Tristan? Um, I kind of like the, I will say like- I, You're a purist, aren't you? You're yeah. a purist. I can see it on your face. You're yeah. When, when like Barrett was talking, you were like, young lion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, appreciate I what like you're saying, young lion. But that like is not happening. <laughs> Maybe on album three. Yeah, right, yeah. Album three, buddy. Album three. I'll give him, give him two. Um, I I don't know. I I really do like the. I mean, for me as a guitar player and Barrett too. I mean, really the whole band. I, we just go up there and we play, and that we play. You know, we have a very simple setup. We don't use any pedals, and we just get this, I, I feel like we already get this wall of sound. Mm. Um, it's very much just, that's the band. That's what they sound like. There's nothing else there. And it's like, I don't know. I just, we, we, we play, we've played quite a few kick-ass sets where I'm like, Oh man, we got, we got to like, we've played some bad sets too, but I'm playing like, thinking like, <laughs> dude, like dude, I got, I got to present the whole picture there. But I'm like, damn, like, you know, we've got a, decently big like it's a pretty big sound and then you look at other yeah. bands you know they got a whole pedal board and everything and it's yeah. nothing against that it's just um for me I, i'm not i'll be honest i'm not great with pedals i think the craziest i ever got with a pedal was a wah pedal and then after yeah. that i was like i don't know and also just kind of playing jamming with people whether it was like a you know a blues jam or a jazz jam or whatever um you just when you go to those open jams you're not bringing your pedal board oh you're yeah in and you're yeah. playing and you're playing far more there's far more complex music that's yeah. been played um without any you know fancy pedal or anything like that um but i i do get the you know using that stuff as a tool and if you feel like it augments your expression and, and yeah allows you to do that stuff for sure i haven't had the desire to do that dude um, i'm on the same maybe pattern. i will yeah yeah like i but, I went I, I went through this period where I went and bought all the like a bunch of bunch of pedals and and yeah. then I've come to never use them because I you feel like yeah. a tap dancer like if you start buying too many pedals and <laughs> click 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 turn and trying to turn shit on and off yeah this becomes a it just becomes a like like a headache you're like my feet are doing just as much you know jumping around oh, with yeah. my fingers Oh, I think yeah, that's so. very, very offensive to tap dancers, that Hamish. <laughs> oh, well, I think it's quite true. I mean, you've got to, you've got to turn on that many different. Tappity tap, tappity tap. Barrett, yeah. don't worry, Barrett, oh, I'm with you, man. Yeah. I'm with you. Thank you. I'm fucking uh, create some, create some different kinds of sound. Yeah. The thing for you, Barrett, right, is to go up to Tristan and say, look, look, 
Old Lion. Oh, the old ball. <laughs> old ball. Old Lion, I like that. Uh, uh, let me show you some tricks. And, you know, <laughs> teach the old dog new tricks. No, yeah. man, it's uh, the thing is, it, like, but if you're writing as well, right? And Tristan writing. And, you know, if, if everyone's coming to the bands with these different kinds of songs, it's like, it, it will still sound like Forge the Sun, right? Because it's you guys playing it. If Ali's singing it, it's going to sound like Forge the Sun. That, yeah. that, is, that is the truth about music. In its yeah. realest yeah. form. I, I had a conversation with my band in the Grand Union. Paul, my bass player, was like, well, I'd, he'd say I was his singer. He's not my bass player. He was like, oh, I've got this song, but I don't think it sounds like the Grand Union. And I was like, if you're playing it and I'm singing it, it's going to sound like the Grand Union. That's just the way it is. People may not like it as much, but yeah. it's still going to sound the same. I yeah. just think the different influences and obviously like Barrett being 18, his life experiences that he's going through now and what your life experiences that you're going through, Tristan, that can yeah. make a very nice blend of, of music there. So, yeah, I'm excited. No, I'm I'm really excited to hear this album. I'll be honest. Send there me it go. now. Send me it. Right. Sing it for me. <laughs> Barrett, sing it for me. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Um, did, is your is you say your bass player's name is Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, he's from Liverpool, and his name. No, he's Paul not actually. He's, he's he's from Manchester. Oh, okay. Never yeah. mind. All right, the pressure's off. Oh, no, wait, he's, just, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, unfortunately he's from Manchester. He's. He, He's not as good as Paul McCartney, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tristan, you're so you're the you're the guitar dude, man. Walk me through, like, what are you, what what amps are you using, and uh, what are what are your axes of choice? Um, so I play through a Fender Mustang, um, and uh, see, I was playing through a Line Six for a while, and what was funny about that was people would be like line six and they'd like you know as soon as i said line six of course it would like trigger every opinion every negative opinion in the room they'd be like oh you know what but i would play you know we played a couple gigs um where i kind of like pushed it to the side and people were like your tone's amazing man you know what are you playing through i'm like it's a line line six spider three or whatever yeah um and they're like for reals i'm like yeah dude it's just again it's uh um no pedals nothing you know controlling the volume with my yeah just on my guitar stuff like that I, I like that i i, I do feel kind of going back to the pedal thing but also talking about the gear when i'm playing through i feel more disconnected from the experience i've had using the pedals and it could just be that i need to get better at it i feel very attached to just being able to like attach to the music when i can just control the volume with my hands and can you know create dynamics from how hard i pluck to if i use my thumb or my pick you know like Wes montgomery would do that you know just use his thumb for a warmer tone or yeah. a pick for sharper attack um so yeah and then i'm playing through uh let's see ch -ch -ch, like uh, what is it the john schofield ibanez semi hollow body yeah so, um yeah i really I, I really like semi hollow body uh guitars I, I think they're very versatile and when i was studying music you know i'd be playing some jazz music and then i'd go play in my or playing a rock band i was filling in and i didn't want to carry around like two or three different guitars so uh, the hollow body is one that I just started gravitating towards. And, um, you know, I make it because of its versatility. There's a lot of players from different styles that play it. Yeah. Um, you kind of think of, uh, I think George Benson famously plays a full hollow body, but still like hollow body. Uh, mm. um, I think, uh, was it uh, Steve Howe from uh, Yes plays full and semi hollow bodies. 
Ted Nugent, the Beatles, they played Owl Bodies. Mm. Um, and I think the they were honest. Yeah. yeah. Those are good, good. Those are really good guitars. Um, they look beautiful too, which is awesome. Um, and I like when I'm not plugged in the sound I get. You know, yeah. Just casually playing around strumming. It projects better with those F holes, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm playing through. What about you, Bear? What, uh, what's, your, what's your exact bass? Um, well, it's kind of a, uh, like a, frankenstein so this guy i got it from oh, yeah. a got it from a music store there was a guy yeah. who loved the idea of the um it was like a is a, a run of uh fender bases they made called like war torn or like mm. this like um where they would kind of they would take just a normal fender like jazz bass and they would just bang it up make it look yeah. like it had gone on tour for um like 30 years um and then sell it for like twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this guy instead of, he like, was like well that's kind of some bull crap so he bought his own fender parts and he banged them up himself and he put it together so <laughs> it's still a, a fender it's kind of just a amalgamation of different parts and he banged it up to look like it had been on tour for 40 years so i got it for a good deal because it wasn't really <laughs> Would you supposed to be banged up yeah. like that? Yeah. Nice, man. Nice. Uh, is that like is that like the Road Worn series? Like right, it, that's what it was. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, if there's a war torn series, that must be seriously banged up. You know, that must be <laughs> one, one after the Road Worn. The battle <laughs> got shot a few times. Yeah. yeah, they're tying those guitars to the back of cars and driving over <laughs> gravel or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And uh, like, have you got, have you guys done any like, um, done any mods to like? Have you done any further mods to it, Barrett? No, I just kind of left it as is. Yeah, I yeah. just play on. I don't yeah. play on any different strings or anything either. Just normal. Yeah, yeah, four, four string. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I want to get a five string, especially for more melodies playing like a rhythm guitar. I think a five string bass would be sweet. Mm. You look like a five string man. I reckon you. <laughs> You look like one of those dudes who play like a five string bass and then eventually go up to like a six. Yeah, like a 10 string, just yeah. <laughs> Man, but that's awesome. And um, and Tristan, what amp are you using now? Like you still using the line six, or have you have you I'm using the Fender Mustang? I think it's like a Fender Mustang 2000 or whatever. I that's that's the amp I'm using right now. I was using the line six kicked ass. I, I thought it was really awesome. Um, but then we started playing some gigs. And it would overheat and just shut off. Yeah. And uh, that was like one of those things where I'm like, oh man, you know, I, I can't play a 45 minute set with it because it's going to shut off. And I'm like, okay, well, and then we'd have another set where it's like we have a 30 minute time slot. I'm like, oh, it's cutting it kind of close. And then we played this festival and they were like, you have a 25 minute set. I was kind of debating. I was like, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I don't want to risk the amp turning off because it gets overheated. Um, so that's when I, I went to the, the Fender Mustang. And yeah. um yeah, it's cool. It's, it's got some like you know solid state amps. I've got some like got like a hundred presets and found one I really yeah. like. So I, I think it sounds good. You know, they also say you know tone, a lot of tone comes from your hands too, and mm. I can hear it still oh, sounds still sounds like me, but it's got the beef, you know, it's got yeah. the, the volume, not worried about it turning off, which then makes me feel more confident when I'm playing that it's not yeah. gonna shut off. Um so yeah, that's yeah. a bit of that's a bit of a worry that you don't need, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. Um, Man, and <laughs> <laughs> I have to apologize too. I forgot that like when you said you have like your Fender Mustang, I thought I thought you're talking about the guitar. So 
I and then oh, he, no, and he said, sorry, I said yeah. the said the so I thought, oh man, you're using two guitars. You've got you've got a hollow body, like a semi hollow body in the Fender Master. For all the viewers and oh, listeners, yeah, Hamish yeah, Hamish woke clarified. up very late this morning, and uh, with the guys <laughs> being in up. Detroit, but, you know, we're, we're doing our best with the time difference. And uh, <laughs> Hamish is there, no coffee in him yet, no ADHD <laughs> medicine in him yet. He's just he's raw. Yeah, he's like your EP. He's raw. He's very yeah. Right, yeah, but he's handsome and we love him. But guys, <laughs> I wanna I wanna thank you for coming on. Like I'm really glad like we made this happen. I'm glad you reached out and I'm I'm glad to have Forge the Sun in my life now. This is oh, thanks for having us. Yeah. When's this album done? Let me listen to the album. You'd be like, leave okay. me alone, you strange <laughs> voice man. <laughs> Absolutely well. Thanks for having us. No worries, man. And let us know eventually, like when you come down under, and uh, that'll be that'll be that'll be sick. Yeah, Maybe we'll get like on a bill with like midnight oil or something, and like, dude, you know midnight uh, oil? Like, like yeah, I, I, am, I am surprised that you even know who midnight <laughs> oil are. Yeah, dude. Like, they they play with that. Um, how can we sleep with our beds all burning? Oh. That's on. It's on the dude. It's on the radio here. Oh man, that that's oh. awesome! Look how hey, Jack, happy he is. Look how happy oh. he is. Right. Hey Jack, before we wrap up this podcast, what other Australian bands do you guys know? Just just throwing it out. I don't listen to any Australian music. That is, that is all Tristan. He is a music that? man. Isn't ACDC from Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind, yeah of. No, I, kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah. Because like, uh, isn't Brian? What's his? Let's see. We're born like, in Scotland. Immigrated oh. to Australia, kind of thing. It's all right. After all the atrocities we've done in Australia, we, we let them have ACDC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's only fair. Um, yeah, you know, I'm. I don't. Know, what are some bands you'd recommend? Because I mean, I Tame Impala. Like, who? Tame Impala. You He's know, from Australia. A lot, a lot of my yeah. students mentioned that band. Huh. Or, is it a duo? Is that? It's no, just it's a band. Kevin. Kevin Parker, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, they're very good. They're probably one of the best live fans I've ever seen. Wow. Okay. And he sounds like John Lennon. So there's kind of a thing about them of like, if the cool. Beatles would have carried on, and yeah. would have carried on taking acid, um, <laughs> maybe that's that's where it would have went. But yeah. honestly, man, check them out. You... Okay. Yeah, check yeah, send them. us some bands. You, love yeah, you, you'll really like them. Uh, check out the chat. Oh, yeah, I, I would love say it. check out the chats. I think you guys would have a laugh out of that. Um, the chat? The chat. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Grand Union. Got to plug me on band. Boom. <laughs> boom. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, all right. Boom. Yeah. Roasted. Um, uh, who else? Hamish. Uh, Honestly, it's, it's, it's a good scene over here. It's a healthy scene. It's uh, Australia is kind of like America of where you've got. It's big enough that if you just make that market your own, you don't really need mm-hmm. to go anywhere else. I got it, oh, yeah. and there was like a TV show about this guy, and he's like, it's like Australian rock legend. And they're like, so I'm, <laughs> I'm like, who on God's green earth is this man? <laughs> and then by the end of the show, I was like, he's a legend, mate. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> that language. But that's because it's so like, it doesn't need to do anything else with the rest of the world. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, yeah. in, Britain, in Britain, you're like, need to get to America, have to get to America. Right. Australia's yeah. like, wow, oh, just be big here. Have yeah. a perfect life. What about, uh, like, I'm, I'm surprised you knew who um, 
you know, uh, midnight oil before in excess. Like I, I'm surprised that because you know I would think that you guys would would have would have would have known who in excess is before midnight oil. Oh yeah, just they play they play that song all the time, and I've like played yeah. the midnight oil like Pandora radio station, and I've heard some of their tunes. I'm like, oh, this band's like, <laughs> I dig them, you know, they're cool. Like, they're, yeah, but Hamish, it kind of reminds me of our our song Nature. You know, it's like a whole like, you know, don't destroy the earth concept, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, no, they're they're sweet. He's got a wild voice. Yeah. <laughs> Hamish, they've got the cool. doors. They don't need an excess. Oh, yeah, not the door. Oh. Do you not like the doors? <laughs> oh no, no, they're no? so over. Oh, I think it's so. Over. I don't. I like. I can find anything about a band I like. I like to find bands, even if I don't necessarily like them. I go, you know, did I write a song like? That's you know, I try to find the silver lining in everything, like mm. whether it's a song form or if there's a key change. Like, uh, let's see, what's that? Like Michael Jackson does a lot of key changes in a song. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Maybe. Do we have any songs where we're doing key changes? Do we have any songs where we're playing, you know, a bunch of like extended chords and you know seventh chord? No, I might do that. You know, I I try, I try to. The doors, I'm. I don't know. I'm not quite there yet. I, I just Man, feel like they're a little. You guys are from. But. Yeah, I, I. You know, you guys being from Detroit, you've got all the all the all the other wild bands. Man, you don't need the doors. You you're doing. You guys are doing fine. <laughs> you well, know, like California just, have those. There's so many mm-hmm. great bands that never made it even close to the level of stardom the Doors yeah. did. Like I, I think of the band Cactus and that band, like mm. they're a kick-ass band. Uh, I think it's uh, it was Jim McCarty, I think is his name. Um, awesome guitar player. He's from uh, I think he's from Sterling Heights, Michigan. He played in the Rockets, played in Cactus. He played a Mitch Ryder in the Detroit Wheels. A lot of like great Detroit bands, but I think a Cactus. I'm like that's a badass band, and like not even like close to the level of stardom as the Doors. I'm just like. Oh, man, I, I think you guys had mentioned like, you know, there's you can be a kick-ass band, you just gotta get yourself out there. You know, you just gotta it's it's a lot of just, you know, keep keep you know exposing your music to people and you know get out there. But with them, I just I don't think they ever they put out like I think like four or five albums and then mm. they just and they, like one of those albums too was a recent like reunion album. Um or that might have been Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels. I think that was actually that might have been them. But anyways, yeah, I just think of that band. Let's see if I have oh yeah, here they this album's killer so i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to those australian bands and then yeah send me some bands from liverpool this album this is their second album super underrated cactus yeah dude the guitar works insane it's awesome so um yeah i don't know so that's i i get kind of the hype for the doors but also another part of my brain is just like i don't get it yeah whatever you know i can can understand that actually when with, with the music just from Detroit, if you think about it that way, to go and listen to the Doors is maybe a little bit off topic. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. like like all your friends like, oh man, Iggy in the Stooges, like <laughs> in my room, I want you here, and you're like, <laughs> this is the end. My only friends, yeah. Come on, baby, light my fire. Hey, don't you work. you keep that song out of your mouth. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Right, guys. Meat, thank, man. thank you very much. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for giving oh, us yeah. your Detroit time. Awesome. Thanks for having us. No worries, man. A pleasure. We'll get you guys probably on when you when the album comes out as well, because that'd be awesome. 
Yeah, once you like the doors, we'll get you back on. (laughs) You need to work on it in the next lifetime. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) see you later. Take care, dudes.